Hello, listeners. Uh, we would like to take a moment to um, acknowledge the, um, inc the George Floyd incident and the protests that have been going on for the past few days. Uh, we are recording this on June 1st, and yeah, protests have been going on all throughout the nation, and we would like to uh, throw support to these uh, protesters. But we do not condone the actions of looters and vandalizers that are going around breaking into stores and stealing merchandise. That is unacceptable, and we will not stand for that. But we do support the movement, bring more of these incidents of police brutality to light, and hopefully that brings about change to the police force and racism as a whole. I mean, it's such a shame because stores around us such as you know target kicks and uh one of our friends not gonna say who um parent store has been vandalized and broken into and it's uh it's i don't even know what to say yeah and it's just one of those things like all the you know, um, I support peaceful protests all the way, and this is a, a very important issue. Police brutality has been going on for so long in this country that, you know, this it's only really come off, uh, you know, I guess on the front page of news of news sites now because people are able to record these acts of police brutality, and mm. you know, we, you know, of course, Zach, Zach King's therapy would like to support this movement and. Yeah, we do, we do stand with Black Lives Matter on this case, and we want to, and we would like to see change, but we do not support the actions of these looters and vandalizers. And we would encourage everyone, if you're out there protesting, please stay safe out there and stay away from these looters. Do not support these people, but instead stick to peaceful protesting. And if you see these acts of violence happening, please report it to the closest police. I know it's going to be tough, but have your camera phones out, record, have evidence, and hopefully this brings about change. Yes, so, we're, we'll get through this together. Yeah, we shall. And yeah, hopefully uh, you guys enjoy the episode, and thank you guys for listening. Hello, listeners. Uh, welcome to episode 13 of Sack King's Therapy. Uh, this week, we'll be talking about uh, how to restart the season. And are the kings going to be involved? With me, Long. Hello. All right. So, you know, lot, lots have kind of happened over the past week or so. I, I wanted to kind of do like a piece like just add on to our podcast at the end of it, but it seemed like more and more stuff or information kept coming out. And basically it's about how to, how the NBA is uh, planning to restart the season. So uh, there, there are a lot of uh, different ideas that have been floated out, but we're going to primarily focus on the 22 team idea, the 20 team idea and the 30 team idea. Uh, you want to, do you want to start off with the 30 team idea? Oh yeah, the thirty team idea. Uh, I think you also agreed with this idea, right? Uh, I mean, I have my, I have my doubts about it, but I I understand why you would. 
uh, in my opinion, I thought, well, this was only like, one of many ideas, of course, but I thought they should bring all the teens back. Uh, so it'd be more, I guess, fair in a way. Uh, because in the West, we're trying to compete against the AFC, which is uh, Memphis's pit. And I thought Memphis could, you know, fall out if this were to be a regular season due to how like heavy their schedule was. And since like uh, some teams under Memphis, kind of like the Kings, we had uh, a lot easier schedule, we could, uh, you know, steal that spot. Yeah, and, you know, of course, a lot of people will always kind of argue, like, well, they earned their spot. Yeah, well, their, their season was relatively easy to start. And up all the way up until the very end, it was starting, just starting to kind of get hard. Now, of course, they did weather the storm a little bit. They beat the Lakers and some other prominent teams. And, you know, like, they proved, I think they really did prove that they deserve that eighth spot, but... It always will bring up that question, like Pelicans were Pelicans had a hard schedule going forward or or to start the season, but going forward they have one of the easiest schedules. And same with the Kings, we have a pretty easy schedule going forward. I think the only one is the Lakers. I think we play the Lakers again, but you know, like the with the schedule easing up, you can definitely make an argument that you know the Grizzlies were gonna start falling off, and you know with a rookie point guard and Ja Morant, you know. He might, although he hasn't hit it, he might have hit a rookie wall. You know, so many possibilities. It's just hard to, it's hard to kind of discount the teams that were tied. You know, Portland, Grizzlies, and Kings, and also the Spurs, which I did not know was half a game behind. <laughs> like, you know, you just you you want to you want to see who like give us a give everyone a chance to make it. Like, you know, of course, being a Kings fan, I, I of course want the Kings to have a chance. But also, you know, the Pelicans should get a chance and also the Blazers should get a, get a chance. So I do think it makes sense to bring back all 30 teams in a way. But at the same time, that does increase, including a lot more risk if you're bringing all 30 teams back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of positives and negatives that could go into this. And there's actually some talk about like, uh, you know, like, a lot of like the bad teams, I assume, like the teams that are not really playing for playoffs, but will effectively just play for draft position. They're probably not going to play their stars. Like let's, for example, uh, Hawks are probably not going to play, play Trey Young all that much. Like, what's the point? Like, mm-hmm. y- you want to lose games, so you probably wouldn't play Trey Young. So at that point, at that, if you're going there, like, what's the point of coming back to play? It would be one of the arguments that I would say. You know, it, including like the risk factors. Mm, I see. Yeah, I can see what you mean. That I get why the 30 team thing, uh, why the league will want all 30 teams. But I think we, you know, just have seeing how, pe- you know, some teams are probably just going to tank and not play their stars. So I would cut out some of the tanking teams. Like, for example, the Warriors, they're definitely not going to bring back Stephen Clay, mm-hmm. for example. They're going to probably sit out. Yeah. And yeah, so like we could we could kind of cut those teams out. And that kind of leaves us with, you know, with the next proposal, which is just 22 teams. Oh, I, I was about to mention that. I, I believe I remembered uh, out of all the GMs, only one of them voted to bring all 30 teams back. I wish it wasn't anonymous. I want to I want to I want to just know who this is. Now, I'm not I'm not saying I'm going to like crap on him or anything, but 
Like I want to, I want to know who that is. <laughs> yeah, who, 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 who said that? <laughs> I know, but uh, yeah. So uh, moving on to the twenty-two team idea, what what are your thoughts on that one? It's it's interesting. Um, I still, or many of us, I believe, don't understand too much about it since it's a fairly new concept. But from what you explained to me was it's more like kind of like a jumbled up uh, tournament style bracket, just going straight to the playoffs, which includes, you know, the top 16 teams already in the playoffs in the West and East, and uh, including Pelicans, Suns, Blazers, Kings, Spurs, and Wizards. Yeah, yeah, this shows you kind of the... uh in a way the state of the west and east that there's only one east team in this entire bracket <laughs> i always thought it was funny but uh go, go ahead yeah it's it's unusual of course but i would like to see it this way but i didn't expect you know teams like the suns or wizards to be included since i in my opinion i thought they were a little off from uh compete or trying to get the eighth seed from the west and east yeah i know that the suns were a little behind like the spurs again i didn't i didn't know the spurs were literally right behind us but Mm -hmm. like the suns like were basically out i think but like you know and then you go to the wizards who's four games out of the eighth seed in the in the east and yeah the you can definitely like I, i i know a lot of people have said like we like the the top i guess the break the bottleneck of eighth seat or for the eighth seat in the west with us uh kings blazers and pelicans like they're a lot of people talking about how we don't deserve to make it i mean i do because you know we were kind of close but like if you're gonna say like we these three teams don't deserve it the suns and the the suns and the wizards definitely don't deserve it (laughs) and you know it's just I, i i mean i get it I, I kind of do support this idea just because, you know, there's room, you know, just give give like the most most teams the opportunity that deserve it, if you really want to use that term. And I do think like you know, the 22 team it it includes just enough teams that you know quote unquote do deserve a shot at the final spot in the, in the eighth seed. Yeah, it's 22 teams. It's kind of weird. Yeah, how only one East team makes it out of the five extra West teams. I yeah, wonder... And they're like, the Hornets are only, what, a, a game, a, one and a half games back? I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> it's like, do we include them too? Yeah, it's just a, it's a weird concept. And or... another kind of weird complication with this, I think one of the West teams is going to have to go over to the East, which is going to yeah. be interesting. I wonder who. Uh, just geography-wise, I think it would put like New Orleans on the East, which they would spank the Wizards probably. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that we've got to iron these things out, and that's why we don't make decisions. You know, we have the that's why we have these uh, officials and Adam Silver to, you know, to take care of everything, and we just spectate. Mm-hmm. And the final idea that's kind of at least a little bit more prominent. Um, you know, the 20 team one. Now, if you are wondering, the Kings are the 19th team with the 19th best record, if you will. And so we would still make it in that 
in that context. And so the 20 teams. So basically, we would take out the Wizards and the Suns. And the last team would be the Spurs. Now, mm-hmm. I I was originally in favor of that one. And I still kind of am. And because, of course, it includes the Kings. And it probably gives us a chance to you know, get some playoff experience for our young guys and, you know, like get a chance to even play for that eighth seed. Any form, any form of return that includes the Kings being able to play more basketball games, I am in favor of. It's kind of my take on it. Yeah, I I gotta say, I favor this the most because Suns and Wizards, I don't think they're playoff ready. Not not saying that they're playoff ready. I mean, if this were to be a regular season, I don't think they'll come close to making the playoffs. Yeah, and it's like it just feels a little too much, in my opinion. Like with the twenty-two teams. Although another thing I would say is that you know some the play the actual playoff teams that are already locked in basically, uh, they're gonna need some tune-up games and. Know, it doesn't hurt to have two more teams there, but you know, like I think twenty should be enough. Like, and again, it gives us a chance to play for something. And like, I feel like you know, again, the bottleneck in the in the West with uh, Blazers, Pelicans, and Kings, and with Spurs just like a step behind. Like, I think we earned it in a way. Mm-hmm. Of course, I'm I'm biased. I'm I'm kind of a homer. I mean, I, I only mean that the Kings deserve it, but you know, like, you know, like in in, in the sense of fairness, we'll 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 put the Pelicans, Blazers, and Spurs in there too. <laughs> so, and then of course, uh, there's the most simple way, which I get, I totally get if they're gonna go with this one, the sixteen, the sixteen teams, where they just go straight into the playoffs and they're just gonna play. They're just gonna play with the the uh, teams that are already in the playoffs. What do you think of that? Uh, that means the Kings will win, and that's why I don't support it. So let's just end yeah. it there. But I, <laughs> but I get it. I get it. Like you know, like again, the Grizzlies have earned their spot. That's they've. It's not like they only play like forty games or something. They play sixty, and they very. They have a very comfortable lead over the over the over us. Uh, the Blazers. The uh, pelicans and the kings they have a very comfortable mm-hmm. lead over us and they've earned that comfortable lead and they yeah. do deserve to make it yeah they competed their way in and they're gonna be in the playoffs i guess if that happens and we'll say just like wow what a turnaround they really nailed that john moran pick oh yeah like i don't really want to admit it i don't think he's better yet but like you know to to like basically be on the same level as De'Aaron already on his in just his first year yeah that's really impressive that's really impressive indeed I mean yeah I don't think he's better yet than De'Aaron but like yeah we'll have to see in the next coming seasons and and Lord knows if De'Aaron doesn't get injured for 17 games like I think we're 19 I don't remember but if De'Aaron doesn't get injured you know he might be in the playoffs already yeah compared to the four teams in the West eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh seed. Guess <laughs> uh, I thought um, the Grizzlies had uh, one of the better seasons out of all of them. I mean, everyone had them ranked on the bottom, 
they thought they were going to tank because they were just going to give the keys to John Moran. And, you know, again, like rookie point guards, rookies are usually never good. And it, rookie point guards are almost never, are basically never good. Mm-hmm. And if they're good, they're usually a Hall of Famer, basically. Yeah. And so, like, no one was expecting him to be this good and Jaw to be this amazing. So, you know, he, he only, he's only going to get better from now, which is scary. And, like, the West is going to be absolutely brutal in the coming years. And it's going to be exciting to see. And, again, they no one pr- thought they would be in the playoffs, and they are, and they've earned that spot. Oh, yeah. They definitely earned it. And, you know, like, well, I really hope we bounce back from, from this season. Uh, I mean, the Kings. Because, like, we did have a very shaky start and a shaky middle. Like, we really weathered the storm. We were playing our, some of our best basketball. And that's why, like, again, being a biased, being a biased Kings fan, I think we could have had a chance to make it. And I do think we end up do making it. Just because, again, playing some really good basketball and running on fumes. Like, I imagine the K- Grizzlies would have, like, you know, had took taken a step back. And it was, you know, the 8C would have been there for the taking for us. Oh, yeah. That's definitely for sure. Yeah. So overall, just to kind of wrap up our thoughts about the playoffs, like, how do you feel about whether the Kings make or miss the playoffs? Uh, I would be really happy if they somehow make it, if that, you know, if if they decide to include the Kings in it. But if the Kings do miss it... Uh, I'd be pretty disappointed, I guess. Since we had all this basketball to play, but since all uh, Corona happened, it's it's just a too bad feeling. Yeah, like again, like we were playing some of our best basketball, and like you know, had we just kept, had we just kept that up, like when we end up, even if we don't make the eighth seed, like just mm-hmm. say the Grizzlies just keep, just keep it, just keep it, like pedestrian like they they just hold on to the eighth seed even if the kings end up not making it just be just being in the thick of things like having that pressure uh on us like every single game and being able to come through and just do our parts like that builds character within our players and it builds like ex- really strong playoff experience like even if we don't make the playoffs that is our playoffs just fighting for that eighth seed and almost coming out of it mm-hmm. but like so like even if we don't end up let's even though we don't end up making the playoffs like in a normal season that would have been a great experience for us but mm-hmm. now that coronavirus has happened COVID 19 has kind of shut down the season like we we're not really gonna have that chance to build to build upon what we had. So I w- in this case, I would just like to see us make it. I know it's gonna be a bit of a participation trophy season, if you will, but like you know, I want us to have a chance to be in that to have to experience what that what the playoffs feelings is like. Uh, and by we, I mean the players. I mean the one of the players that just experience like that intensity, like mm-hmm. and to see what we got, like. A lot of times when you see like certain guys, like maybe they're really good in the regular season and then they just falter in the in playoffs. I want to see who's that guy that won't falter in the playoffs and mm, is made for the playoffs. I think De'Aaron's I that guy. I think Bogey's that guy. Buddy, I don't know. Marvin, I don't <laughs> know yet. Mm-hmm. So like, I like to see what we got. I see what you mean. Yeah. 
I always wished that if we did make the playoffs uh, to go to a game, but that's not going to happen anytime soon, I guess. It's always going to be hard for me to drop however much money. Like it's probably two hundred dollars for like second second floor seats. Like is the thing. Yeah, I don't know. especially if it's against the Lakers. That's a that's oh a my god. Yeah, no, that's five hundred dollars right there. I misspoke. I did not mean to say two hundred dollars. That's five hundred dollars right there. I know. No split seats. So, uh, yeah, like again, just I want to I like bring it like to end the drought. I don't. I do not. We do not. I don't want the Kings to set the record for most missed playoff seasons. So, like you know, the part. This is a bit of a participation trophy season. But again, if we're gonna get that participation trophy, I want to see us to be able to play in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And just see what we got. You know. Love De'Aaron, so I, I think he'll be great in the playoffs. I bet so too. Well, well, now that so now that we're done talking about the Kings in the playoffs, let's talk about the playoffs as a whole. So, who did you actually have to win the title this year? I said the Clippers. Yeah, I say the Clippers too. Although I see, you know, Skip Bayless saying it's the Clippers, and I had second thoughts. And oh, so. No. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, a lot of people kind of jumping on the Clippers bandwagon. I I really was into that uh, the battle for LA. I thought that would have been amazing. Oh, that I, would. I actually wanted this bit back when Kobe was Kobe was still on the Lakers uh, against Chris Paul, like mm. in the playoffs. And never then we never got it, unfortunately. But yeah. I would have loved that one too. Battle for LA for the conference or Western Conference Finals? You mean? Just for LA, like it's just because like it, that. There's so much story in there, like, and like you know, I thought I would have thought the Clippers would have won then too, and I do think like the Clippers do beat the Lakers this year, but who knows? Like it would be it'd be a close series. Oh yeah, and yeah, but I, I'm I'm not a believer in the Bucks. Like I think their game is one dimension like not just their game primarily just Giannis's game is one dimensional enough to the point where a team like the clippers can can kind of put the clamps on them mm-hmm. so i i think the clippers win and i do think that the battle for la would have been amazing i was hoping for the kings to make it and maybe upset the lakers but you know that wasn't going to happen so you know like one can dream and uh yeah i think the clippers end up winning the title this year and even if the season uh, continues, I think the Clippers win this one too. Although, you know, with everyone coming back, it'd be interesting, like how the rhythm would be. Someone made the argument that because the Clippers are not, or not the Clippers, because the Lakers are probably the least reliant on jump shots because they have the LeBron and AD threat, the inside threat, that they will probably be in, have the best advantage because most teams are going to be very rusty. Let's just say not in rhythm. Their shooting's gonna be off. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I I I wonder if that theory would be true. And what do you think? Uh, like I said, we're gonna have to see. It's been so long since uh, we've seen the basketball game, and I don't know how players are keeping up with their regimen. But uh, I just read an IG post, uh, Instagram post that uh. James Harden lost 20 pounds. Really? I don't know if he loses because like he's a really strong dude. Like I yeah. think I, like I'm not sure if losing 20 pounds is good for him. He's strong as hell. Like I, you would want him to keep that muscle. I don't know. 
is it like losing 20 pounds of fat? <laughs> I, I I don't know. Like, I, I don't know how that works. But uh, also, what do you think of the Rockets? In the playoffs? Yeah, do you think that small ball would have worked? No. I don't I th- think so. It'd be, it would have been interesting. There were I've heard a lot of talk saying that they probably beat the Lakers, but they probably wouldn't beat the Clippers. Mm, yeah, maybe. Because like I do, I do see the theory that they would work against uh, the Lakers because the Lakers are primarily an inside defense, and they don't really have that that perimeter kind of defense. Where like if you take away like their if you make them defend the three point line, I think it's over. Yeah, I don't, yeah. In my opinion, I thought the Lakers' defense isn't so great. Like, not so great overall. I I mean, more like more traditional average. Good. Yeah, like because they funnel their guys into AD and uh, Dwight Howard. But if you mm-hmm. kind of neutralize that with the way that I think the Rockets would have, they would have had problems because Dwight's not going to defend that three point line all that well. I don't think. I mean, who's their best perimeter? defender i mean you're gonna have to defend multiple <laughs> this is a radical thought i think ad's their best permanent defender so oh my gosh no no well like they they do have kcp and avery bradley and those guys will hound the shit out of uh russ and uh russ and harden but uh, after that i don't think they have that much i guess you can put lebron there but lebron's not gonna play like he's not gonna do it for 48 minutes Mm-mm, no so I don't know. It's just a theory. I I do think there's something there, but I don't know if they actually beat the Lakers. I don't think they beat the Clippers because Clippers have the perimeter defenders to handle, uh, handle Harden and Russ. Let's see. Would they be playing the Rockets if this were to be the 16 uh, team playoffs? In the 16 team, probably not. Oh, I don't have it in front of me, unfortunately. But let's just let's see. If it was the regular playoffs, one eight two seven. Ah, shit. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, we'll, yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll 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 figure that out later. But like, um, yeah, I, I thought it'd just be interesting. And the 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 standings do shift quite a bit. So, mm-hmm. so, uh, maybe maybe I don't know. The three six. They would not play the as it stands now. They would not play the uh, Rockets, the Lakers, the Clippers would though. I see that would be a problem <laughs> if or... if Rockets beat uh the Nuggets, which is also another interesting team. Like Jokic is Jokic is always interesting to me. Yeah, he he's a interesting guy. Yeah, like... but it's just that you know, like, do, can you really win with a center? anymore in this league i don't know um probably not but if he has that supporting cast i'd say they have a chance and which... i don't think he does so yeah yeah because i i don't like i don't believe in jamal murray gary harris has been terrible unless michael porter jr is amazing that's the only way he he has improved this season i believe like Porter Jr. is it's he's really good. Like, well, he's not like amazing just yet, but like he's really good. I I can't say it for myself because I haven't watched any Nuggets games this season. I don't think, but from what I've heard, yeah, I, he'd be pretty good. I'm not sure. Uh, 
about the rest of the team. Yeah, I'm not a believer in Jamal Murray. Something about him, I'm not a big fan of. Okay, well, all right. So, well, that's going to be the the end for our playoff talks. Um, diving into some just kind of random miscellaneous stuff. Uh, so I was listening to Warriors Plus Minus on the Athletic Podcast Network, and they were talking about they're basically rewinding uh, Game Seven of the 2014 uh, 2014 series, uh, the Warriors versus the Clippers. And if and if to refresh your memory, that is the uh, Donald Sterling series, and that was the one where the Clippers won in Game 7 against the Warriors. And then, and then the next year, the Warriors would win the title for some reason. It was just it was so random that they got eliminated in the first round. Mm. So, as I mentioned, that's the Donald Sterling series where the revelations of him being a racist that everyone already knew about came out. <laughs> um, and basically, you had the Clippers players wearing their shirts backwards, throwing their gear in the middle of the floor before the game started. And apparently, I did not know this at the time, they were straight up planning to boycott the games. I think game five was like the game that they that the, there were rumors that they were just going to walk out if a decision ha- wasn't made. Now, if you guys don't remember, uh, Adam Silver banned Donald Sterling from the NBA, uh, I think around that time. And that kind of weathered the storm. And the Clippers did not just boycott the game. They were ready to just straight up tip the ball and then just not play. Oh, that's big. <laughs> that would have been interesting. Like... So like I, that would have been surreal to be honest. Like yeah, I, it almost makes me think that they wouldn't do it just because it's that's pretty crazy. I can't remember the last time a sports games had a protest like this. Or has it ever happened? Could have happened. I don't remember. Like that's the thing. I don't know. The only thing was you know Colin Kaepernick with the kneeling, but that's that's the that's all I could remember. But were people actually like threatening to not play? Uh, ah, man, it's been no while. I can't remember. Yeah, so like, I mean, that would have been huge. I and... remember the NFL was threatening to uh, fine and uh, suspend players for kneeling. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, the the most Americano sport, you know, loves their flag. And, you know, it, it is what it is, and you know, <laughs> in hindsight, looking real bad with what's happening lately. So. <sighs> yep. Um, yeah, so that was gonna happen um in, in 2014, and I thought that was interesting. And you know, just looking back at, at that game, that, that was Mark Jackson's final game, game seven of that series. And apparently he had been just feuding with the front office, apparently. They wouldn't give him an extension and they wouldn't uh basically after the game, like Mark they were in such their relationship was so bad, Mark Jackson in the front office, that Mark Jackson wouldn't let the the uh, general manager and the assistant general manager go into the lock into the uh, Warriors locker room. But before they, he wouldn't let him go into the locker room before he gave a speech. Like that's how bad the relationship was. Hmm. That sounds terrible. And uh, from the stories I've heard of Mark Jackson, I would never want him as a coach. It was a very very toxic guy it seems like just he creates feuds with people doesn't li- doesn't listen to advice very well apparently like he has his way of coaching and that's it 
Like he's not going to listen to you. And there were people who would like suggest them stuff and he would blow them off. Or he would just like, he actually fired uh, Brian Scalabrini from the staff for like basically calling him out on something. Well, depending on what he got called out for, why would you kick out the white mom? Yeah. So like, you know, that that's, <laughs> that's the sin all on its own. And it was just, Mark Jackson is just, oh boy, like there were, if, were there rumors that we were hiring him? I felt like there were. We, we, we? The, king, the Kings, yeah. Oh, dear God. I, I can't remember. <laughs> well, here's remember. the thing. Well, here's the thing I would say about Mark Jackson. He is good at development, but you don't want him long-term as a coach. Good for us, because we seem like we get rid of coaches every year. Every yeah, that's kind year. of one of the reasons why I advocated to keep uh, Dave Yeager and also advocated to keep Luke this season. I don't want more turmoil. Like, it's just, it's just going to keep happening. It feels like a cycle. And yeah, I, I I prefer us to keep Luke. And I do like Luke. He has problems, but I think he's okay. Can you imagine who's our next coach? We've been through multiple. You know, like if I if I could choose, I pro I would have picked David Blatt, but he has some weird personality issues too. Is he still in the equation? I thought he went to EuroLeague. He is in he is in EuroLeague. The thing is, I don't think he would come back just because his health wouldn't allow him. He's not his health isn't great apparently. Oh, I see. And another one I would like to see, Jeff Hornacek. Oh yeah. Jeff Hornacek did a really good job with the Phoenix Suns a few years ago before it all kind of came down and it wasn't really his fault, but mm -hmm. yeah, I'd like to see him. Well, but we're just gonna keep and let's hope, yeah, we keep Luke. <laughs> well, see, the only way Luke gets fired, Vlade has to go first. And, you know, the fan base is kind of, cro you know, screaming to have Vlade fired. Again, I, I advocate for us to just keep it stable for at least a few years before we do anything stupid again. Mm -hmm. So we'll see about that. Um, yeah, I would not have loved uh, Mark Jackson. And guess who doesn't also doesn't like Mark Jackson? Oh, who's that? Harry B. Harrison Barnes. Uh, apparently, he didn't like him all that much during their tenure, <laughs> and uh, that was the year. Also, uh, Barnes was coming off the bench, I think, because they started Iggy that year. And, oh, uh, yeah. So that's another way you can kind of keep Mark Jackson out of Sacramento. Uh, have Harrison Barnes on the roster. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I'd rather stick with Barnes on that one. Again, I don't like Mark Jackson. Don't want him on the team. I'm cool. Yeah. Trust in the players. Trust in the player, and not all the time. Sometimes you gotta trust in the coach, but <laughs> it doesn't happen that often. But you know, I, I like I like Harrison Barnes. I pick him over Mark Jackson. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh. So also, so we're gonna go go back a little bit into the last dance. So uh, an article came out that apparently, or rumors came out that uh, Scottie Pippen apparently didn't like how he was portrayed in the last dance. What'd you make of that? I, I mean, watching all 10 episodes of The Last Dance, I thought they portrayed him like you expect Scottie Pippen to be Scottie Pippen. <laughs> he he seen, talked, acted, portrayed like Scottie Pippen. <laughs> I don't know like any negatives about him. I thought he, he was just, you know, Jordan's right-hand man. Besides, you know, I guess that he should have been paid more, but that's that's all I could think of. 
Yeah, like I thought he was portrayed pretty well in the documentary. The only negative part was the 93, was it the 94 season without Michael, where he basically, where he wouldn't come back in. And that really broke the team. That was really the only negative thing. Yeah. Of course, you can talk about the migraine game too, where um, MJ kind of called him a bitch (laughs) for sitting, for not playing well. But like, I don't know. That I put that more on Michael than anything, just because it's kind of a dick move. Like, dude had a migraine. Like, relax. But I think again, he is the again. I think the the uh, I agree with you. Like, the documentary portrayed him perfectly. He was the set the perfect Robin to Michael Jordan. And mm-hmm. like, they really, I I thought they hammered the point pretty well. He would not have won without Scotty. And there's never really been a Scotty since, like, you know, like that perfect second guy that is fine with just being the second guy. And like, th- that's good enough to actually lead his own team. Like we've seen it with Shaq and Kobe. Shaq and Kobe imploded because Kobe wanted more credit. And yeah, like there's never really been another Scotty. And I thought the documentary really put that point out pretty well. So I'm not sure what Scotty Pippen's talking about in that. Maybe, maybe it is just the 93, 94 season. It's because like that really ended really poorly. I mean, out of all the episodes that he's in, uh, I, I totally forgot about it anyway. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I thought he was... I, I don't know. I, I like Scottie Pippen, but there are blemishes on his record. And they didn't even cover the really bad parts about Scottie like, after he left the Bulls. Like, mm-hmm. so I I don't know. Like, I, I think it's kind of bitching about nothing, but who knows? Maybe Scotty Pippen. Maybe there's some personal stuff that hits Scotty pretty pretty badly. Maybe I, I don't. I'm not Scotty Pippen, so I wouldn't know. Yeah, we would never know. Oh, it's yeah. so, so. I know, but yeah. Okay. Uh. Okay. Last thing we're gonna go out on. Unfortunately, a somber note. Uh. Hana Kimura, um, a wrestler for Stardom and Stardom, a wrestling company in Japan, unfortunately committed suicide. I think last week, or the news came out last week, and she was a rising star within um, within Stardom and was actually, I think, projected to be a future champion. But mm. unfortunately, because of online cyberbullying, uh, she t- she decided to take her own life and. Yeah, we lost two great wrestlers this month. Yeah, it's just Chad. been a horrid month, by the way. <laughs> like, it's been a horrible, it's been a horrible year as a whole. As a whole, for sure, and it's not even halfway through the year too. We yeah. just hit halfway almost. Yeah, and then, you know, there's a, there's really, there's really not much to say. It's just like, what is it, you want to talk a little bit about, like. Because this was um, the Hanakimura cyberbullying stuff started with uh, Terra's House. You, you, you know, you watch Terra's House. So like, could you elaborate on that? Uh, I'm not gonna go over it too much, but I guess spoilers. If you watch Terra's House, Tokyo 2019 to 2020, but uh, I guess something happened during filming of uh, the next part, which is I believe part four. Um, uh let's see something with uh i guess washing machine and uh i guess one of the housemates accidentally threw her uh 
wrestling gear in the washing machine by accident and it shrunk and she got really mad about it because that was the gear that uh she won when she was in the Tokyo Dome which is pretty big if you I think it was actually for Wrestle Kingdom too like yeah something like that right which is the biggest uh Japanese Japanese wrestling promotions uh biggest event so Mm -hmm. and I think it was the first time they had women like yeah so it was big for uh stardom and especially her since she won in that year I believe uh so after all that you know winner and the social media kind of crapped all over her and uh cyber pretty much cyber bullied her and i guess she couldn't take it and you know um they i've read that they tried saving her but i guess it was too late and it's it's sad because you know she she was one of my favorite um characters on terrace house even though I'd never seen her wrestle. I mean, it's it's nice to see, you know, a person in that scenario in, like, a reality TV show where you have, like, kind of similarities, like, especially for uh, for us as wrestling fans, you know? Yeah, yeah, like, I, I don't watch Terrace House, but, you know, like, it's a, it's a, it's a subject that we know a little bit about, and it kind of crosses over into something else that we really like. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, she's one of my favorite characters in pretty much, I, I'm guessing, like all of Terrace House. I watched, uh, you know, the different seasons of Terrace House, and I'd say she's one of my favorites. And it's it's just shocking. I Just seeing Hannah gone for this reason, suicide, it's, it's just, yeah, it's hard to. You know, this one did hit uh, hard, and yeah, it was shocking to me. Like, you know, just seeing like someone so young too. Like, she was what twenty three. Yeah, younger just, than us. Which is like, wow. Like, and yeah, it just brings ba- brings me back to this. I was like, don't cyber bully. Why the hell? Why do people do that? I don't know. Just don't do that. Sh- don't do that shit, man. And you know, s- you know, someone's gone because of it, and it's just sad and uh yeah it's it just kind of cap caps off a pretty crappy may um just in terms of news and you know the coronavirus and uh, other kind of other kind of just you know unfortunate and catastrophic events that have hit us um just in the past like few months yeah like you said this past month has been probably i'd say the worst for this year yet and yeah we still have a yeah. We still have an entire year to go off, an entire decade too, and hopefully things can get better. I just hope it does not keep getting worse somehow. Like, like I always say, we have to see. Yeah. Well, on that somber note, uh, well, thank you guys for listening. Um, yeah, we're really hoping to um, just be able to restart the season, uh, the NBA season that is, and hopefully the Kings can actually play. F- can actually play games and you know entertain us as kings fans you know um I'll, I'll be looking forward to it even if the kings don't make it it's still the nba playoffs and the nba playoffs is amazing so you know just yeah looking hopefully things get better <laughs> as it goes on because it's been a pretty crappy month
Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay, well, thank you guys for listening, and hopefully we'll catch you on the next one. And, and by the time the next episode comes out, hopefully the NBA has come to a agreement on how to restart the season. Well, let's hope so. They say, I thought Thursday would be deciding. I thought it was next Thursday. I'm not oh, sure. Oh, no. I thought I read next Thursday. And oh. They're taking their time, which I get, and I yeah. and I appreciate because you don't want to get this wrong. I, I really mean, don't. Adam Silver's the guy. He He knows what he's doing. Yeah, I, I trust them to make the right decision. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll catch you guys on the next one. See you later.